So hi, welcome to Gnoise Podcast. I'm Shane. I'm Glory. And we're here with... I'm Hosty. I'm Jackson. And we're Designer Disguise. And we're asking some questions to say about their new album, Elsewhere. So congrats on that, by the way. How do you feel about the response to it so far? It's been wonderful. Um, the uh, There's been some reviews out there, and people have been picking out like little lyrics and stuff that really meant a lot to us. And to see that they mean a lot to other people um, means a lot. There's like one, um, the things we want to run from are those we can't escape. And that one, whenever I sing it, it really hits me. And somebody in a review was like, it hit my soul. And I was like, yes. Um, Point, yes. Yes. And we had a really amazing home show at the High Dive in Seattle that was just packed. And and then we've had two shows since then on the tour we're on. That's where we're sitting in the ground in a room. Um, uh, and like three of the three out of three of the shows have been packed and like it's really hype and it's been extremely fun there's like a lot of people at the shows that found us from tiktok and haven't heard all of our original music and can tell they're really connecting with us as artists beyond the cover and that feels really cool that's awesome and uh the record the record slaps and i'm glad that people are like connecting with you outside of that cover because i saw that on tiktok and then your publicist emailed and i was like that's the that's the get low band <laughs> It's that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's been a lot of fun. We play that at the end of the set, but it's been really cool to see them people be like surprised and excited about all the other stuff because it there's been a lot of like I didn't know what to expect. People who didn't know us, um, and then people who only know us from that, and they're like, "You guys are like really good." Um, <laughs> that's always like a fun thing to hear. You know, sometimes people are like, "Oh, you're like a real band," and and you know, like we are. Um, yeah. No, I mean, there's just so many people out there who are like musicians. Um, who are like yeah I'm in a band and then you go and check them out and it's not always uh, what you expect and yeah. so mm-hmm. people got kind of used to that with everybody being a DJ and stuff and so it's nice to have that um, connection with the with the original music oh yeah absolutely uh, mm-hmm. so is there any meaning behind the album title or cover art uh, yeah big time actually so the album is a concept album it's we nerded out really hard during the pandemic because there wasn't much else we could do in terms of going out and playing because we weren't mm-hmm. um, and so we made a concept album that has an entire story and elsewhere is actually a planet in the universe um, that the main character is from mm-hmm. and the uh the the art itself is excuse me a different place um that they go in the song in the hollow it's the hollow and that's actually like the altar of the flame uh capital the flame um it's a fabled power um that that was long thought to not be in existence but they went after it and they found it (laughs) it's so cool wait so it's a concept album obviously you just said that are you planning on expanding on that that story at all are you planning on doing like a a book or just uh, continuing the story with more singles, EP, album? Like, is there, are you planning on doing anything more with that? So I think we sort of talked about it as a band. We're ready to uh, move on for now, but not in okay. a way that it's, that the door is closed. We are all, I mean, we've spent a ton, we've done a ton of the legwork to, like, basically we've outlined a book or a movie. Um, yeah. Um, and Josh, uh, one of our members who's not on tour with us because of health stuff, he, um, is was like I think I might write a book and I was like go off dude like do it mm-hmm. um and I think what we learned from this experience is to really uh, have the visuals match your story it's expensive it's yes. really expensive and we invested in ourselves but when we if and when we do it again 
we're gonna we want to have a lot more of a budget behind us because we were we overextended <laughs> um but we did like if you've seen some of the videos they're very sci-fi and we did the dang thing um but there's a lot of room for expansion upon mm -hmm. the story because it really is like a book one or a movie one of of that that story that we delved into completely agree oh yeah I'm very excited to, to see whatever you guys choose to do in the future absolutely yeah. um so can you tell us a little bit about your writing process for this album yeah um we so like i said we were about to go on tour for our ep um nowhere um and like literally the day we were going to leave um everything got locked down and we were like I, well, we're not going um and that was a big bummer we had had all the merch still have most of the merch not as much after this tour that's good, uh, good. Which is great but it was I mean, we really nerded out and delved into what the story was going to be. But um, a big part of it that is not that is difficult, but not in a bad way, is that we are an eclectic group of musicians that have a lot of backgrounds, and so we tried really hard to have those things show in the um, in the creation of it. Um, I created some instrumentals. Josh created a bunch of instrumentals on his own, and then we sort of came together and the uh, knowing what the story was and the characters and the plot and who we are as musicians, we injected those things in there. Um, Hoosty is like the screamer and rapper, but also sings. Mm -hmm. And I also sing and scream and now rap on the album. We both wanted to do everything. Um, and it, it was, it was a lot of fun. We feel like we really went into all, we, we didn't say no to anything almost. We like tried everything and had a lot of fun with it and you know i feel like it really helped us sort of find who we are or start to hone in on exactly what we are as a group um we've been a group for a while now since 2015 but there's been a lot of changes and we've only solidified like this group since like 2018 right who's the, yeah um and so there's been a lot of growing together and trying to make sure that each of us shine and because like we're all so good at our things individually but how do you make those things come together in a synergistic way that's the big question mm -hmm. and we tried to make that happen and i think we really started to hone in on that via the writing um and the lyrics and just i feel like after this i feel like a lot better at writing melodies and i'm really excited to keep writing because this is just like the beginning of our synergization <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> So what song off this album took longest to write and which one is each of your own personal favorites? Hmm. That is a good question. Longest to write. Longest mm -hmm. to write. Was it in the hollow because of the bridge and stuff? And all yeah. That? Yeah. It so, been, I think it was in the hollow. Um, they happened at different points. So they didn't all start at like zero. And cause we, um, so I think it's kind of hard to know, but in the hollow because we ended up bringing in my sister adrian to do some vocals and um you know we spent a lot of time writing each of our verses and sort of like fixing them adding to them making them better but it's actually funny because in the hollow i was actually one of the first it was one of the first ones that we had stuff for That's and true. and then to get the bridge that is this big sort of like three-part harmony thing it took a while to to land upon that mm -hmm. um but in terms of favorites like, and chris's drum solo oh yeah chris's drum solo there's a solo a drum solo in that song that took a lot of um 
doing and being good at. And then when they went to the studio, um, you know, Josh was like, while Chris is recording, because we did live drums, Josh was like, well, what about this? And then so, you know, Chris has to like be like, okay, let me practice that for a sec, because this is about to be written in stone. Yeah. And it came out amazing. And when he played it live, it was just like, mm, chef's kiss. But in terms of favorite songs, we were, we've talked about this a little bit. We've done a couple other interviews and they change over time. Mm-hmm. And right now I'm most proud of the slow song on the album, Infinite. Um, mm-hmm. It really, I feel like it's the most laid bare, vulnerable song on the album. While it takes place within the story of the album, it's very much about my own stuff and struggles. And it's just, it's very literal, you know, like the nightmares we play, I can still feel the pain. And um, I've been really getting into really connecting with who I am and who my what my emotions are, and not trying to have it be like too metaphorical. Um, and so that one for me is is really big. And my sister, she's not the one who sings it on the album with me; it's our friend Brittany. But she did it with us live in Seattle, and people were like, "I cried," oh. like a, like a lot of people. And I was like, "That meant a lot to me because it meant that they were able to relate their own experience to it." Mm-hmm. And that's that's like the apex. That's that's the goal. That's so cool. I love it. Yeah. I would agree. Infinite's my favorite song right now. I think like being on tour and just listening to metal bands all day, it's nice to get a break, you know? Absolutely. <laughs> so just a unique song for being unique. I'm digging it a lot. Hell yeah. Um, so how'd the track list for the album come about? Did you guys write the opener be the opener, close to be closer? Did you shuffle around and see what fits? What was that process like? Because we had a story we were able to take all these disparate vibes and make them make sense in like a narrative order. And mm-hmm. so it, it, it took shape over time. Like initially we sort of had like maybe six songs or five songs that like were kind of done. And we are like, how does this fit? How do these fit into the story that we've created this overarching, like there's a flame and a prophecy and they go, they follow the prophecy. Mm-hmm. And so over time we, we sequenced it. Um, to make sense with Ty leaving elsewhere and going to the hollow. Uh-huh. And so like Risen is this like really heavy, heavy track that's about um the bad guy coming home, uh Vither, after like coming back to like his crowds of people. Sort of think like when Darth Vader comes back onto the Death Star and there's just ranks of stormtroopers. He's like, mm-hmm. he just had a great victory. And we we're like, well, when does that make sense? And it's like, well, that makes sense after every day, because there was a battle at the end of that. And it, it, it took shape as the songs were completed. Um, but it wasn't that we finished, like we wrote the songs with intention and had some idea of where they fit in. Mm-hmm. But um, by the end, it was like, oh yeah, this, this narratively makes sense. And it is uh, chronological, except for Destroyer and Abandoned Ship happen at the same time. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. They're from opposite ships battling with each other. Okay. Love it. Okay. I love when bands get all nerdy and they just make a whole like storyline with all these little characters and just like it's it makes me so happy to see just how excited you are to just talk about it and explain like all all the storylines it's it's great i love it it's fun to be able to talk about it um because like a lot of it was like we don't know how much this is going to be like a scene thing as much it is like what we know yeah and have have there be like oh like so questions about it and because we know it's really fun to be able to be like oh well this happened and then this happened and that's when kai left his planet and that's yeah. when he yeah. met up with otis 
<laughs> and I'm glad that you guys are like so open about it because some bands that we interview that like do the concept record, they're like, mm-hmm. we're like, you got to go listen to it and like find out the meaning. It's like, no, just like tell me the <laughs> tell baseline the story. story and then I'll, <laughs> yeah. I'll go figure it out from there. Yeah. 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 Like you, you can, I think there's a lot to find out emotionally about the story mm-hmm. via the songs. Like we can tell you the we can tell you that Kai left his planet and went to this place, but that doesn't really tell you all of the experiences of the characters within it. And mm-hmm. also it took place, you know, during a pandemic, during a lot of social and political BS. And um, that was very influential on the album. Like each song, while we could tell you like, this is when this happened, it's, it's also a, a very clear reflection of our own experiences. It's not just, it doesn't just exist in that universe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 100%. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you kind of already touched on it a little bit right now, but if you could go a bit more in depth, that'd be awesome. Would you be able to tell us where your headspace is at while you're creating this record? Yeah. I mean, we were, you know, locked down, like all of us, you know, I think it's a, it's a very relatable point. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think a feeling of helplessness and a feeling of dread was very, um, present you know like what's gonna go on in this world like is is bad and evil the prevalent uh vibe here and Mm -hmm. the whole thing is about finding light within the darkness um and so it came i think it started from feeling bad about all these things but it i feel like it really culminated in finding strength within that helplessness um yeah oh yeah And while writing this album, I'm assuming it was because of the concept and the story that you were building. It was just a form of escapism. It kind of helped you guys cope, I'm assuming. Definitely in a way, yeah. Big time. I mean, for me, like one of the ways that we were escaping was in sci-fi itself, just what we were taking in. Mm -hmm. Like I love sci-fi. We love sci-fi. We love movies. We love horror. Um, And we were watching tons and tons and reading you know, fantasy and stuff. And we were like, we want to do it too. Um, yeah. We want to create our own worlds. And it was definitely escapist in that way. Not in a, we're not like in touch with what's happening, but it allowed us to, I think, sort of digest mm. the experience we're going through in a way that wasn't just like, how do I deal with this? It was like, this is how I deal with this. Mm-hmm. I, I'm writing about the story. I'm writing about my story within this crazy reality and putting it to something that makes me feel like I have a little bit more control and more intention in my existence within this weird reality that we were living in. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Love it. Um, so how do you recommend your fans to listen to this album for the first time? Should they do it in the car with friends and the dark with headphones on is the workout album, party album. What do you personally recommend? Mm. Mm. I think it's a, Start on your own, maybe. And uh, if it ends up on your workout playlist, that's pretty fucking sweet. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah. I, I'm like, <laughs> I would recommend listening to it in the dark with headphones and trying to visualize whatever you take from what you're hearing. Like, I remember when I would know that some album is a concept album, like My Chemical Romance, uh, The Black Parade. Like, I didn't go online and read what it was about. I just knew it was a concept album and took from it what I thought was happening and that was a very rewarding experience then you find out that you were wrong or your experience was different I think it's cool to know like what is this what does these nuggets of of sound tell me um and what do I glean from it but then there's certainly workout songs on there that's that's, there's no doubt (laughs) absolutely 100 percent 
Yeah. Uh, so this one should be super, super quick off the top of your heads. I want you guys to describe this album for new listeners in three words. Three words each, no more, no less. Okay. Ooh. <laughs> That's tough. Sci-fi, heavy mm -hmm. feelings. Damn, perfect. Okay. Um, can't repeat any of the previously said words. You can use like one. Okay, I'm gonna go sci-fi for okay. sure. Okay. Um, I'm gonna say sci-fi, adventure, and um, expressive. Damn, That's perfect good. as well. Oh Love yeah. It. Um, so in that same train of thought, is there a certain feeling or emotion you want listeners to have while going through the album? I think in inspired, but like it's definitely light in the darkness vibes. It's like taking all of the good with the bad, but letting the good win, even when the mm. bad feels big. I love that. He's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, you nailed it, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so what is your favorite memory that you made while creating this record oh well honestly i think it was building the spaceship set for stardust mm -hmm. um that was the most recent video we put out and for abandoned ship and destroyer we went to la and worked on sets and that was incredible but i'd be lying if i didn't say that it was one of the most difficult experiences ever oh um, just because it was so much work it mm. was coordinating people from different states to one lo or two locations and it was we did it but I, I look back and i'm like i was so stressed but when we were at our friend ian ratu's um property where he lives and i was with Husty and ian and we were just i was like how do we build a spaceship like how do we make what is now just an empty barn into kai flying home you know and, and we did it um mm -hmm. we cut the good guy symbol or the nova children symbol like ian has this metal cutting machine and you like cut it in the metal it was just very cool it felt like kids playing make-believe on like a really <laughs> high level yeah <laughs> a high bunch, a high bunch. yeah <laughs> yes um so picture this you guys are well you don't have to picture it. you're currently on tour um you're at a gas station for rest stop what's uh, the go-to snack ben I just got a massive bag of uh, um, sunflower seeds. I've been enjoying that a lot. Dill, Hell yeah. Flavored one. yeah Dill, I was Dill. just about to ask what flavor. You said yeah. the right one. Good yeah. <laughs> Those are yeah. good. I've been eating corn dogs and I take risks. <laughs> <laughs> corn dogs, the ones on the little spinny thing? The infinite the corn dogs? Not an infinite corn dog, just a corn dog on a stick, you know, in the little freaking like heating thing where you open up a thing. It's, it's, mm -hmm. it's risky, but. It, it does something you know it gets the job done <laughs> you're gonna do that on tour when you don't have like a disposable 24 7 bathroom on hand you're just you're just gonna take that risk it's good thing you have one tonight <laughs> oh yeah we're we're yeah no we're throwing caution to the wind for certain <laughs> that's crazy Live life on the edge i love gas it. station hot dog that's insane yeah. <laughs> oh my god yeah, no, uh, i literally got one yesterday and somebody was like hey, was it you who's he's like it probably was like oh you're living life on the edge and i was like yeah, right man <laughs> i'm just hungry man <laughs> yeah, exactly uh, so on the topic of food if the band was a dish what dish would the band be and why oh wow that's a good question thank um, you <laughs> i think honestly like one of my favorite foods and what we're gonna eat tonight is tacos but i mm -hmm. love tacos because you have the taco shell and it's kind of up to you what you put in it 
and we do that with music it's like we decide what we want to be in our taco that day and you know whether it's a chicken taco with sour cream or a breakfast taco or a potato taco you can do so many different things with it and we're definitely a dynamic group so tacos tacos <laughs> oh yeah perfect all right i, I would say we are ramen Okay. Because it's nice and warm and embracing, Aww. and we, we love each other so much. Okay. Aww. All right, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for the last couple questions, we're going to shift completely away from music and go straight to death row. Boom. So Boom. if you're on death row, what would your last meal be with a drink? Probably like a really, really good sandwich. Mm-hmm. Really good sandwich. We just had a really good sandwich. It might be that sandwich. It's a, it's a Caesar salad sandwich, which is like, uh, turkey and mm-hmm. romaine with you know like Caesar dressing with the Parmesan cheese in it on toasted ciabatta. Oh, and then I'd probably get some like really good juice, you know, just a good juice, one of those tropical juices that's like pineapple and all the other ones. <laughs> oh yeah, all right. that is like a god tier meal. I'm sitting <laughs> over here thinking about what I'm gonna eat after this interview because I'm hungry right now, yeah. and now you've really got me thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Go get you some. Get some of that juice. Yeah. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Uh, I think I'd probably do, um, like mm. a a really nice sushi plate. Ooh. Some katsu and then a good IPA. Nice. Ooh, that's also god tier. I love sushi. Uh, I like sushi. Uh, so if you could live in one fictional world for a week, where would you live? Ooh. A Pandora from Avatar. Mm-hmm. The, with That'd the water cool. people yeah i would love That'd be that. awesome oh you've seen, seen the new one the water people i've seen it three times three times bro i haven't seen it once it's <laughs> so i'm assuming it's good i've seen it three times in the uh regular just normal with a with variable frame rate then once with variable frame rate and 3d and then once in imax with variable frame rate and 3d yeah which one was the best showing Honestly, the IMAX wasn't turned up loud enough, and I was pissed because I mm. didn't, it didn't rumble my booty like I wanted it to. Like, <laughs> that's how I know that I'm just in there. If I'm like feeling it in my butt, that's mm. it's, enough. Honestly, it's completely immersive. Yeah, like I love the 3D, but like mm. I kind of hate wearing the glasses. So like I think if I could watch it in regular IMAX, that would be perfect. That'd be awesome. <laughs> I, you can't top that by the way uh, dude, I... I would live in the shire oh word it would be chill i'd just get old and smoke pipe and a long bottom leaf yeah, yeah. Awesome. All right. 11 meals a day can't beat it yeah yeah second oh, yeah. breakfast maybe um, so i have the honor of asking the last question and every single person we've spoken to has said that it is the most important question yeah what's your favorite color we literally had this question yesterday. Sorry. Ah. Oh. No, 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 no. From uh, it just in the car. Oh. Okay. oh. I was like, just, my bad. It's like, oh, <laughs> stealing our question. Yeah, no, no, no. You're all good. We were just a very like, creative oh. question. Yeah, no, it's a good question. Uh, but purple, I love purple. Oh. Yeah. I also like purple. Oh, twins. Look at that. All right. <laughs> question. <laughs> um. So as I said, that's all the questions we have today. Is there anything that you guys would like to plug? Uh, well, the album is out now. Um, we did do a full version of Get Low. That's coming out on February 24th. And then the beginning of March, there's like a dubstep rhythm remix of Get Low coming out as well. And it, it's our friend Overthinker, our friend Vinny. Mm-hmm. Um, he's an incredible producer. 
not enough people know him and so we really are excited for the full version because it has a stanky breakdown and then for the the remix because it just makes me want to dance hell yeah hell yeah <laughs> all right uh well thank you for sound this guy's been designer disguise and we have been the good noise podcast